This is the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast, episode number 95. Hey, you want to be encouraged? You want to take your life to the next level? Well, I found 11 powerful quotes just for you. Here we go. Welcome to the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you take your life and leadership to the next level. Whether you need a complete overhaul or simply need some leadership advice, you've come to the right place. And now, your host and coach, Todd Stalker. Well, hello everybody. I am Todd Stalker, your podcasting life and leader coach, and this is the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast a podcast dedicated to helping you take your life and leadership to the next level by answering your questions about life, ministry, and everything in between. So if you do have a question about life or ministry or anything in between, work, career, whatever it is, parenting, go ahead and go to christianleaderscoaching.com and you can send me an email and ask your question and maybe it'll get on the podcast. Or in other ways, just simply email me at todd at christianleaderscoaching.com. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, powerful quotes. You know, you go to Facebook, and every once in a while you'll see these videos and these encouragement uh, clips and videos of quotes, and people do really nice little music things behind them. And I typically don't watch those because most of them are cliches, most of them are cheesy. But this past week, one was sent to me, or I saw it on Facebook, and each one of the quotes I had really never heard before. And all of them were so powerful to me, and maybe it was just where I was, what I was thinking about at the time, but I just thought I'd share these with you because they are really, really good. If you're driving, listening to this podcast, and you want to get these quotes on hard copy, um, I'll give you some, some ideas as how to get those. The best way is just to go to my podcast uh, show notes, and I'll have them all listed there, even with some pictures and the clips, and you can actually just download those. Uh, just go to christianleaderscoaching.com slash 095. That gets you right to the, the show notes. Before we dive into the podcast, uh, those of you who are regular listeners, you know that our podcast partner is audible.com. Audible is the perfect one-stop shop for all your audiobooks and resources. So for a free 30-day trial, which would include three free audiobooks, just go to christianleaderscoaching.com slash audible, and that link will get you set up. They'll get you right to Audible and, and start, your free tri- start your free trial. Well, I am uh, recording this on Super Bowl weekend, and so this actually, I it, it, the podcast comes out on Mondays, so I have no idea who won the game. So if it, you're listening to this on Monday and you know, don't say anything, don't tell me. Well, that doesn't make sense because it'll be Monday and I'll know as well. But anyway, <laughs> it is up here in my neck of the woods at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis and uh, looking forward to watching the game. My daughter goes to college right like, three blocks away from the stadium and she is on campus there doing some work uh, with the, the college and with the Super Bowl. And she said it is absolutely crazy not only with tons of people, but also with a lot of the security things. And there, there were some things she shared that were, were cr- amazing to me. So if you are going to the game or if you are downtown, you can be assured that you're going to be nice and safe <laughs> by the things you see and the, the, and the officers that you don't see. So anyway, let me get, let me get into these. Um, so like I said, 
I, I like quotes. In fact, I, I put a lot of quotes out on Goodreads. I, I, just these little quippy things that you can put in your back pocket and spend your day with, things that really encourage you for the day, for the moment, for uh, a longer lifetime. And I, I collect the ones that I really like, and, and I have about four or five sayings that are kind of mantras of my life. And I found these 11 on Facebook, and... I'm going to I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to just read them and make a couple of comments and that'll be the basis of the content of the podcast because I think these quotes really stand on their own. Let me tell you where they come from first and then I'll launch in to the quotes. They come from a a place or a Facebook group called Daily Health Post. And I guess Daily Health Post puts out quotes or thoughts or sayings or advice that is helpful for people. So I'm actually going to do a little bit more work and kind of check them out, um, basically because they also have the same color scheme that my website does. (laughs) Not really, but uh, yes, they do, but that's not why I'm checking them out. Okay, so just sit back, listen for a second, think about each one. I I might repeat them, uh, but uh, here are 11 powerful quotes for you for a better life to to encourage you and to, to really think on. First one is this, number one, always remember that your present situation is not your final destination. The best is yet to come. Your present situation, whatever it is, good or bad, sticky, struggling, whatever it is, is not your final destination. The best is yet to come. Now, I'm a believer. I I always know that the best is yet to come because I have heaven in my sights, and I know that that's where ultimately I'm going to be uh, with with Jesus and other people who believe in him. Uh, But even if you're not a believer, and I know there's a good chunk of folks listening that that, uh, are not spiritual uh, in that sense, the best is always yet to come. Um, last week, if you remember, I talked about vision for life and for ministry. Vision keeps you going. So if, if you constantly uh, think about the vision of your life or you think and remind yourself that your present circumstance is just a now kind of thing and good or bad, it will pass, but the best is yet to come. So remember your present situation is not your final destination. Best is yet to come. Number two, Sometimes the bad things that happen in our lives put us directly on the path to the best things that will ever happen to us. Let me say that again. That's a lot of words. Sometimes the bad things that happen in our lives put us directly on the path to the best things that will ever happen to us. I really like that because I look back on my life, and if you have some years under your belt, you know that that, uh, a, a turning point, a loss of a job, a broken relationship, whatever it is, oftentimes can put you on a path where you experience greater things. That's a really true mantra. And if you do any um, listening or if you do any studying to famous people or, or, quote, successful people, they always have one or two stories of failure and how that really rebooted them into the life that they now lead. Number three, if you don't like where you are, move. You are not a tree. <laughs> if you don't like where you are, move. You are not a tree. You know, it's, it's really interesting with this one because the more people I coach, the more I realize how many choices pe- people actually have. You have so many more choices in, that you actually think you have. Um, but most people or many people are just afraid to take that step. 
you know, if you're in church ministry position, for example, and the vision of your church changes, or, or you find your gifts and talents don't don't match your description now at work or in ministry wherever you are, it's okay to make a change. Do it respectfully and humbly, but it's okay to step into new opportunities. You know, number two and number three kind of go together. Maybe in, in leaving a ministry, God is opening up a whole new door of opportunity for you to be fruitful for his kingdom. So if you don't like where you are, move. You know, another side thought coming to that is maybe you don't need a total move. Maybe you just need a readjustment of your position. Meaning maybe um, you're, you have been doing a certain position at your, your work, in your community, at your job, um, at your ministry, in your church for so long that you don't need to, to make a total move. You just need to make a couple of adjustments. As the leader of a church, a nonprofit, I've had to make adjustments for a couple of staff members in the past that have come and just said, you know what, this just isn't fitting my gifts or my passions or my desires. And I, for me anyway, I want people to be in their zone because when you're working in your, your gifted zone, you are super, super passionate about what you do. So maybe instead of taking a whole move, quitting the job, maybe just go to your employer and make some adjustments. What could, what could it hurt? So if you don't like where you are, move. You are not a tree. Number four, you can't start the next chapter if you keep rereading the last. <laughs> you can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last. Now, I want to be careful on this one because there's some benefit to reviewing your past, right? We, we learn from our past, mistakes, successes, we, those kinds of things. But if you're constantly referring back to an old ministry or an old work job or living in the past, you're, in essence, driving your car backwards, that's why the windshield is way bigger than your review mirror. <laughs> uh, because you should always be looking forward. Again, it gets to vision. But don't keep going, oh, the good old days. Maybe you're living the good old days. Tomorrow's, what was, there was a, another quote that I heard. Tomorrow's, today's good old days are tomorrow's present. I don't know. Make it up on your own. But it, it was a good quote. Maybe I'll, I'll remember it by the time we get done. Okay. So you can't, so don't, don't keep looking in the past. You can't start the next chapter if you keep rereading re the last. Okay. Number five. If it doesn't open, it's not your door. If it doesn't open, it's not your door. I mean, how many of you tried something, tried and tried, maybe a small business, a side hustle, or a ministry concept, and it just didn't produce fruit as, as hard as you keep trying? Get off the horse. It died. <laughs> it's not your door. I, I've tried many things in my life in, in the past, in ministry, outside of ministry, small businesses that I've started, and certain things worked, others didn't. At a certain point, just move on. If it doesn't open, it's not your door. I believe that God will give you inklings and signs of success as he moves you forward in, in a path that he wants you to take. Okay, so if it doesn't open, it's not your door. Number six, sometimes you need to step outside, get some air, and remind yourself of who you are and where you want to be. Let me say it again. Sometimes you need to step outside, get some air, and remind yourself of who you are and where you want to be. I think this is so true. I think life just happens to us. I think as I talk to people, more and more people are, are getting bogged down with just the details and, and the busyness of life, the hurriedness of, our, of life. 
you just need to at certain points. I know I have to do this too, even on a, uh, as I'm working daily, to step outside if it's not negative 18 degrees, and just get some air and clear your head and remind yourself who you are. Now, for me, I'm, I'm reminding myself who I am in Christ, that I am, I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm a masterpiece, and, and God loves me whether I succeed or fail. Uh, and so remind myself who I am and, and then also constantly remembering where do, where do I want to be? We're in a series right now at our church called The Me I Want to Be, and it's really uh, addressing taking a look at where I am in life in terms of how God has called me and where I really want to be, where I feel God moving me toward. And it's been really helpful. We're only in, in week two, but just preparing the messages has been really, really fun. Um, so you just have to remind yourself who you are, where you want to be. Okay, number seven. Sometimes you need to talk to a three-year-old just so you can understand life again. Sometimes you need to talk to a three-year-old just so you can understand life again. I love this one. I mean, have you ever watched a three-year-old and how they handle life and how they look at life and how they process the things that happen to them? It's hilarious. Have you ever watched an adult talk to a three-year-old? We automatically, most of us, revert down, down to their language. Oh, you're so, that's a big ball. Oh, look at that. You know, I mean, it's just hilarious. Uh, you know, really... Life is simple. We, we make it difficult. But if you look at a three-year-old, the three-year-old's life is very simple. It's a big open door. Simple things make you happy. Simple things can make you mad too. But if you watch a three-year-old, wouldn't it be great to just be able to wake up and play? I can't remember the stat or, or who did the, the statistics or the study, but they were talking about every year how little how less and less adults laugh as they get older or how play is replaced by work i wonder if life would be more enjoyable for most of us adults if we were intentional about daily play okay number eight listen and silent are spelled with the same letters listen and silent are spelled with the same letters now, this one really rings true and really rings to my heart as a coach because most of us, our tendency as we're listening in conversations is to think about, or wait for the, for the person to take a breath so you can jump in with a little piece of advice or something that you had done, an experience you had. But true listening means that you're silent and in the moment. That's kind of the coach approach. And you ask questions to really dig into what the other person is saying so for me i love this one number eight listen and silent are spelled with the same letters on a bigger level how often do we and maybe this gets a little bit back to number seven as well how how often do you take time to just be silent and listen to the the movings the whispers of god in your heart maybe it's getting out again away from the city getting into nature that's where i find I love to do my listening and my quiet times and just listen to what God says about life and about who you are. Okay, number nine. Sometimes you have to stop thinking so much and just go where your heart takes you. Sometimes you have to stop thinking so much and just go where your heart takes you. Now, I, I not to be... Not to be throwing water on this fire, but you do have to be cautious in how you move forward. You and I know a lot of people who 
or, or some people who just everything is just reactive. I'm just going to go with my heart on this one, and it's all feelings. And they, you know, advance and have a lot of fun and, and that kind of thing. And then on the opposite side of it, we all know people who think things through so much that they get paralyzed by the analyzing. It's the paralysis of analysis. You know, this one, again, is tied, I think, to number seven. As kids, you know, we take life as it comes, and then we grow up, and we start overthinking things, and we talk ourselves out of things and, and possible opportunities because we're good at making excuses. What if sometimes you let your heart dictate a course of action? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I remember, this, the, the, as I read this one, the thing that popped up in my mind was, Kelly and I took a cruise uh, on, uh, boy, it was almost 10 years ago now, um, but it was after our oldest daughter was killed in a car accident. We didn't have the money, but we splurged. We splurged on this cruise. Typically, we would look for one of the cheaper rooms, lower deck, and we just thought, you know what? We're going to let our heart just dictate how we're going to do this cruise. And so we got these nice steak rooms and upper with a, an upper state room, and it had a beautiful balcony. And we hit Jamaica and Cancun and Cozumel. We were gone for eight days, and it was it was the most refreshing and beautiful time uh, that and and a time that we needed. And so sometimes you just have to let your heart dictate your course. Okay, almost there. Number ten, you don't have to. Let me start it again. Number 10, you don't have to have it all figured out to move forward. You don't have to have it all figured out to move forward. This gets back to the paralysis of analysis again, that where you have to think things all through. You know, sometimes you, you have to go with, with what you got and make a decision and move forward. Colin Powell said that in his decision-making, he, he waited to have about 60 to 70% of the information needed, and then he moved forward on a course of action. Uh, most of the time it served him well, he said. Sometimes he wished he would have waited a little bit longer, but most of the time uh, he, he moved forward because he didn't have everything figured out. You know, I see this in churches all the time and with church leaders that I coach. They, they say, we don't have the finances. We don't have the structure. We don't have the people to do this new ministry or to build this building. Well, at a certain point, you have to just take a step of faith. I think most people and most many volunteers are afraid to make a choice and make a decision because it's scary. It's scary to take a step of faith. Well, if you think about it, Jesus didn't have everything figured out as well. I mean, he was God. He he knew his mission, but he was he would walk the countryside and preach, and he knew the different cities he was he wanted to go to. But he was always open to to things interrupting him. In in the book of Luke, a lady they come upon a funeral procession, and he has this conversation and and raises her son from the dead right in the middle of the road. There, uh, you know, he he didn't have it all figured out, but he's like, I'm taking the opportunity. So you don't have to have it all figured out to move forward. Okay, last one, number 11. Never stop believing because miracles happen every day. Never stop believing because miracles happen every day. You know, before I comment on this, as I, as I think back over these last 10 uh, leading up to this one, a lot of this has to do, a lot of these, the impressions I get on my heart anyway are just take steps forward and watch what God does. 
Just take a step forward and watch what God does. Even biblically, if you know the Bible, there are a lot of stories where people step into a river, for example, carrying the ark of God, and the river just dries up, you know, or or God telling Moses to take his staff and touch the water, and the water's the water's part. It doesn't make sense to, to do some things that you feel God is calling you to do, but the miracle that comes by just simple obedience is an amazing thing. How many times in your in your past, or I know in my past, that I, I get up to the very final last hour and things don't look like they're going to happen, and then God comes through. I think that's how he likes to work. He likes to, I think he li- likes to let us sweat it out a little bit, knowing that he has a purpose for us and a plan uh, for, for the world and, and what that all looks like. And so we just simply have to settle in and trust and, and trust in how God is leading us, uh, use the counsel of other people, and just take steps forward to follow God into the kind of ministry and the kind of life that he has designed for you to live. Well, those are a powerful 11 quotes, and if you go to my website, uh, to the show notes, christianleaderscoaching.com slash 95, then you will be taken right to the show notes page, and I have a, uh, I'll put these all on, on one sheet, so you can just download it right from that, right from that, um, from that site, from the show notes. If you're on my email list, you'll get this in the weekly email as a download as well. So, um, oh, also on the show notes, I, I'm going to put a face, the Facebook URL so you can watch kind of the video. They have, you know, these, these scroll with some nice music kind of things. I don't know if it's on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, then you will, you'll be able to click right to it. Well, hopefully that has been helpful for you. I'm going to go back after I get done recording and read through and just kind of ponder these again because these are very, very powerful quotes. And uh, I hope they've been powerful for you. If you want to ask me a question about them or about my coaching services, what that looks like and how I can help you identify possibilities in overcoming some situations you might be in, just go to christianleaderscoaching.com and you can connect with me there. I give a little description of what coaching is. And I'd also love to have you go over to iTunes and give me a rating or a review And if you do, I'll send you a free PDF of my latest book called Anchored. Well, I'm very thankful for you. You're why I do this podcast every week because I want to add value to your life. That's my personal mission statement. And I do that through creative resourcing, online coaching, and hopefully, uh, as you've been listening, I'm doing that for you. Hey, it'd be really great if you want to share this podcast with somebody else that you know, just so we get more people listening and, and more people can be encouraged through the podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Remember, God's not done with you yet, so now is the time to live better so you can lead better. Peace.